Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Blessings and welcome to another episode of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am Kim Martin Raymond. I am a minister. I am a spiritual life coach. I am an author and I'm also the founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. So, again, we are glad that you have joined us for another episode. We have a wonderful guest with us, a dear friend of mine, and I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself shortly and um, just want to talk about the, the topic of parenting. So today's episode is entitled Parenting in the Now. And we know that uh, we've seen parenting go to a whole new level during this time of pandemic. Uh, we've seen you know responsibilities. We've seen children that have gone from being in school during a, a greater portion of the day to moving into a hybrid type situation where they're going part-time virtual, they're going part-time uh, physical, and we have some children that are still going 100% virtual. So parenting has taken on a whole different meaning. And so we're going to dive into that and talk about that this evening, again, parenting in the now. And so at this time, like I do with all of my guests, I'm going to have my guest to introduce herself as she wants to be received by the world. And so take it away. Okay. Thank you so much, Kim. I am so excited to be here and thinking about parenting in the now. Yeah. And hopefully parenting in the now, one of my kids won't walk into my office because <laughs> so, I forgot to put the sign on the door. So I'm Teresa Wright Johnson. I am the founder and CEO of TWJME Enterprises. And that stands for Teresa Wright Johnson Multiple Enterprises, because I believe we all have an enterprise inside of us. I also am the Mom Biz Boss and the founder of mombizboss.org. We are an organization that focuses on motherhood, parenting, business, and social awareness. Moreover, I'm a parent educator and a parent peer specialist that helps families as a certified professional instructor and coach, as well as mentor, because that's what I do. But I have to mentor myself right now, too, through all this. <laughs> and, and this is what I do. So I'm here to talk about parenting in the now because I live it, I breathe it, and I support other parents through it. Yes, yes. Well, hey, thank you so much for being here. You and I have known each other for some time. You've had opportunities to, to uh, travel in the same circles and speaking circuits. And so it's just wonderful to, to be back together again, getting an opportunity to reconnect. And uh, again, that's the beauty of this show and of this platform. We have opportunities to reach back and reach out to those who are closest to us, those who we know can, can help and you know, help to encourage and to lift and, you know, to uplift and to enlighten those around us. And so, like you said, you are a parent, you are a mom, you are a business owner. And so let's start from the beginning as we always do. You were going along <laughs> with just as everybody else was with your businesses and, and your enterprises. And then all of a sudden you were like, bam, pandemic hit. What happened? 
Oh, so first what happened for me is I am a, a dualpreneur, meaning mm -hmm. I have multiple uh, businesses and I also work within the field of helping parents. And what happened was they're like, oh, you can go work from home. And that was great for me at first mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, right. because you can get so many things done you're thinking at home. But what happened was you had to kind of reinvent yourself, mm -hmm. like how your day went, how your children's day went, how school went, how grocery shopping went. Because y'all remember last year, because it was March 13th about when everything really went down. But, you know, last year at this time or around this time, you know, there were a lot of things going on and we were told we need to stock up on food. So I was one of those people at the grocery store too, right. buying things up. Now I was mindful. I wasn't buying everybody's all the toilet paper right. like some people. And that kind of stuff. So what happened is I had to reinvent how I would live day to day. And then how would I work? Because like many people, my hours were cut at first. Y'all remember people were losing mm -hmm. their jobs. Hours mm -hmm. were cut. I was very appreciative because I am a, a dualpreneur uh, that I could work. But as Kim said a minute ago, we travel in the same speaking circuits. I make my money speaking. And now mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be no speaking. <laughs> you That's couldn't right. go this week. And this virtual thing, it was not as hot yet and people weren't as accepting of it or knowledgeable of how to use it. So that's what happened. But most of all, the kids were put in a situation and the teachers were put in a situation and parents were put in a situation where this has not happened for many, many years where, you know, kids were more responsibility, unfortunately, not to be funny, more parents now were spending more time with their children, their right. family, their spouses than they ever have. That's right. And so that got real uncomfortable for some parents, very frustrating for others. Some parents were like, hey, I love this. My kids going homeschool now. So you had different reactions, but it was a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety for a lot of children, parents, families, and of course, our nation. So that's what happened. That's what I was doing. Yeah. And I was learning how to pivot, as they said. I was yeah. pivoting. <laughs> yeah, just like you said, that um, it, it really was. I think the that was the hardest adjustment. And and you know, being being a former educator myself, you know, I kind of saw things from different angles, from different perspectives. You know, I saw it from the perspective of being a parent. I saw it from the perspective of being an educator, and and now seeing parents having to take on the role of a teacher and, you know, you know, you have some who, you know, opt to be, you do homeschooling and there's a process to that. But then you also have those who, you know, whose background is not in education and that's not their wheelhouse or their strong suit. And here it is, they're being put in this position. And then you have those educators who are feeling like, you know, I went through all of this schooling to become an educator. And now it's just been passed on to someone who has not had the same schooling that I have to prepare me to do this. So, you know, I, I see it from both angles, but it's also a challenge of, of just like you said, being able to, to pivot because now you're having to spend more time with your family. And it looks a whole lot different when you're spending that many more hours, <laughs> you know? You kind of had a little bit of space to be an adult and, and have adult conversations and to engage in adult things, you know, when your children aren't there. And then all of a sudden your children are there all the time. And so let's talk about what that looks like. <laughs> so let's just, just talk about the daily thing and then what it looks like to have the kids there all the time. So daily, mm -hmm. what started happening for me, I, I was very um, benefited 
um, because I was able to work from home and my spouse was too. Mm -hmm. But then we have two teenagers that are, you know, are homeschooling or virtual schooling from home. And let's not be one o'clock on certain days. The kitchen is now the cafeteria, okay? <laughs> and when this first started happening, you know, we didn't really have a gist for it. We didn't know how everybody's schedule was working. Right. Now I might come a little late or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at first it was like everybody in the kitchen doing things like we're in the cafeteria or maybe my husband's on the calls with his his clients right. and they're in the other room that's not far away because you know, the dining room, the living room, all those things are downstairs. Right. And that was uh, different and chaotic. And then you got the dog barking in the background. <laughs> And you might be doing, you know, on the phone with clients. We both right. work in the healthcare industry and we have to be on the phone. So he can't be barking. So we got to run him up the steps. Right. So it's a whole different vibe. Yeah. And then what you just said, the kids are always around. Yes, They're always there. The little ears are everywhere. And I don't care if they're one years old, two years old, 15, right. 16, 17, they're still there. And so adults, especially those that are coupled, have to be creative right. on how to kind of date. And, and, and dating also connects to parents and what we're talking about now, right. because you, you should be showing some sort of healthy relationships to them and setting boundaries and letting them know like, hey, this is our time. Like one thing for, we have teenagers, I remind them that this is our room. You know, you have a room, this is our room, this is our space. But we started um, doing different things, like just going out now, you know, you, you weren't able to, especially back then right. when it first started, go into a public place. So I was like, hey, let's let's get in the car and, you know, watch a movie or, you know, get some food and take it outside on the patio and shut the door so they're not all right. up in our space. <laughs> oh, as a matter of fact, one time we actually hired a massage therapist to come in. Now they were masked up good. The kids were right. very upset about this, one of them. Okay. She said, well, how come I got a social distance and you got some strangers coming up in our house to give y'all massages. Wow. Wow. Now you said the darnest thing or something. <laughs> needless to say, they weren't strangers. It's a, a couple that does massages that I know, but they were masked up and everything. We sent them upstairs and they were like, we can't come downstairs mm -hmm. at all. Right. No, right. you can't because this is our time. Right. This is our space. So I think that was the thing with the being being an adult. Um, and dating within the home. But even if you're a single person, right. you can hardly get on the phone to make a call because you're down the hall all the time. You know, you can't, certain things you could talk about, you may not be able to talk about. Right. So as parents, you know, parenting in the now has become more difficult for a lot of parents because you're blending your home life, your work life, right. and your social life, right. everything in the same area, yeah. your home. Yeah. I was gonna say you, you you touched on a on a on a uh on a big topic when you're talking about parenting, and that's boundaries, because you have mm -hmm. to have those boundaries set up so that that way, you know, they're not easily crossed. Just like a simple thing like you were talking about, uh, even when it comes to you know having we're having a, our time and we're doing an interview right now. You know, I have my door closed. They know that when my office door is closed, that it needs to be a little quiet and that, you know, I, I, I cannot be interrupted at this time because, you know, Nana, you know, this is what my grandbaby calls me or, you know, mommy or, or wife, she's working right now. And when I open that door, then it's like the floodgates open. Everybody can come in. My grandbaby comes in and she's, hey, Nana, what you doing? Da, 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 da. She, she dives right in. But they know that there are boundaries. 
they know that when when certain things are happening or there are certain spaces or that if so and so was on a call when my when my husband uh, was doing his um, IT work his tech support he has to be on the call with clients all over the world and so you know I can't just go down there and, and click the microwave and be slamming doors and stuff like that we had to be cognizant of other people and say oh you know or if they put up his if you put up his finger we just knew okay. We have to be quiet. There were certain hours of the day when he does his calls and we had to respect that time. So it comes with, like you said, setting those boundaries and then also, you know, letting people know that, okay, now is a safe time to do this or this is an okay time to do this so that everybody's not walking around on eggshells, you know, or being barked at if you make a mistake, you know? And so I think mm -hmm. that over time, people started to understand you know, that, that these things are going to happen, that people have pets and that people have children and, and people started to loosen up a little bit, you know? Yeah, because yeah. I remember a time when, when school first started at home, my daughter, she was sitting on, we have a back patio that I set up so they can be outside sometimes because mm -hmm. it's just screened in and I put a table out there and the dog ran out there and was barking. And the teacher started getting upset with her. And my child was like, it's not my fault. And it was, it was making her frustrated. I said, don't you worry about it, baby. Mommy, I'll handle it. Because it wasn't that you were trying to disrespect. She needs to realize that we're all working from home. Right. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen teachers uh, where they have younger children. Guess what? They have kids at home, too. And they might have a really younger one where they might have to remove that child from out of the picture. Because mm -hmm. guess what? That child's caregiver is also mom who is the teacher. So That's it right. gets to be really sticky. And I think that we have become more accepting of that now because we understand now what we just said a few minutes ago that our work, our life, our social life, everything is blended together. Right. And so it's becoming more of the norm and not unnormal because we cannot expect things to like we're in the now, right? Can't be the same as what it was when we were in our office in our little office building right. in our quiet little four walls because that's right. not what it is. Right. Right. And I think it's also, um, like you said, creating spaces where, where you can decompress because for some people, you know, I know for myself when, uh, you know, and I'm back, I'm back in the office now, but when I was up home, you know, I used to be able to jump in the car, you know, and play my music or do whatever. And that was my transition time. That was my time to decompress, you know, and to make that transition from work to home. And now here it is, you know, that transition may just be pressing the, you know, pressing the power button on the laptop and closing it for the day. <laughs> and then, you know, that, that mommy hat or that grandma hat comes right back on. And so, you know, the, the, the times for transition get a little tricky as well. But I like that you gave the suggestion, like you said, of the date night for those who are dating. But what are some other types of, of, uh, suggestions that you make to some parents as to, you know, what they can do when, when they just need that little woosah moment or that little break, whether it's from their spouse or from their children? So one thing um, is one, I, you just said something that was really important um, that kind of blends into this is like making sure your children aren't getting virtually burned out or you getting virtually burned out because you talked about transition, right? Yeah. And so woosah means that in order for me to woosah, I'm also helping my family be able to do the same thing. And so making sure that you have, like you said, places that we all have our space. Even if you have a small apartment um, and the children 
uh, are doing their schoolwork at the kitchen table during the day. After school is done and homework is done, that stuff needs to be put out and put out of mind because the school day is gone and it's over, right? Put up, put out of mind, school day is over. And that helps parents because your children are more relaxed as well. But for you, the same thing. You need a time for WUSA as well as transition. And I love the transition part because now parents of many of us are working at home. I'm still working at home. My children will be at home until uh, the summer. And so for me, another part is don't virtually burn yourself out, right? And that means just because you can, you're invited to five meetings and now since you're virtually there, you're like, yeah, I can go to that one at one and then I get off at two and that one started at two. So all I got to do is click off from this Zoom to this uh, right. Microsoft Meets. No, right. no, because like you said before, when I was networking, when I was going out to speak, when I was going to the kids meeting, when I was going on errands, it was all, I had a break. I had to go to this store. I go to the car, go to this store. Now I even do my grocery shopping online. Yep. So at some point you need to get up. One, I have a standing desk right here. Uh -huh. One thing, get up and do some transitioning. Yeah. And for parents and all of us taking a moment to reflectively breathe, just yeah. breathe, take a moment turn all these devices off because I don't know about y'all. My eyes started hurting some because I have the businesses, I have the job and I'm always looking at the screen. Oh, you know, turn that off and decompress and take a breath because this is going to help you be a better you, more calm, focused and centered for you and for those children, especially I'm telling you, I got teenagers. I need my break. <laughs> I need to redirect myself sometimes. Um, so taking a reflective breath and just taking time for you and not continuously connecting virtually burning yourself out because many people now we are more busy than ever yes. because we said we think we have more time right and i said it's interesting that you say that not to virtually burn yourself out because what do some of us do we're on the computer all day and then you have people who are TikToking and facebooking and and instagramming the rest of the night so it's the wonder that our eyeballs haven't burned out <laughs> and, uh, i'm not gonna have sight when we get old yeah, it's like you're already <laughs> blind. So, you know, <laughs> we're spending so much time in front of the computer. So you make a an excellent point that we have to sometimes step away from those things. And then just like you said, the convenience of the, com the computer being right there and you're not having to, to, you know, make that transition via car. You know, you don't have to mobily commute anywhere, you know, but you have to close that screen down. Because what happens is you get stuck or you just say, oh, it's going to take a few more minutes. Oh, oh, I just got one more report to write. Or just gonna, let me just look at one more email. And the next thing you know, it's two, three hours later and you're still at work, even though you're off. And so, so you make a valid point in saying that, you know, step away from that. And there, and there has to be things to do that will help you to step away. So you're not necessarily, you know, constantly putting yourself in front of that computer and not making the break. You need to make I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, like, and have something to do because the other thing is like, everything doesn't have to be virtual for you and your family. So we should be doing some things that we enjoy doing with our family. And this has been a time where 
many people have had uh, hard times because they are not used to spending as much time together, but also many people have been able to connect and build relationships differently. So if you're constantly on the computer all the time, when do you get a chance to build a relationship with your, your family? So like for, for me, Friday nights is a no-go. Friday nights is family night. And so whether we're doing something with the kids or me and my husband are, is watching a movie or all of us are doing something together, it's just a time for us to do some things. And it might be, you know, I remember one time they wanted to do seafood. We went and bought seafood from some restaurant. We did like a little picnic outside in the backyard or on the patio. It might be going to a lake or something, doing some things, some quality things to build on that relationship. Because that's the other thing. Parenting means relationship. Right. It's not about just giving and taking care of a child or them being your child. It's about also building things for them to do that they enjoy, or maybe implement a cooking night. Since we've been at home with our family and many of the families I work with, they've implemented times that their children are cooking or helping cook. So in our home, every Thursday night, one of these girls is cooking and they pick the meal they want to cook. Now, if they don't pick it, I'm going to assign it to them, but guess what? <laughs> Parenting is teaching and life right. skills. That's so this, right. this kind of slowdown also could have helped many parents yeah. and families. Yeah. And I think, again, you make a valid point there because we want to, you know, develop those relationships. Those are, those are things that, that we lost, you know, we lost in, in, in the busyness of life. Mm-hmm. You know, we were spending so much time ripping and running and, 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 you know, trying to make sure that, that we were chasing that dollar so that, you know, <laughs> our, our family can be provided for. And now here it is, we have opportunities to, to spend that time with them. And then we don't know what to, to do with that time. And so it's good to, that, you know, people are, or, or families are looking at saying, okay, what are some of the options? What are some of the creative ways that we can take this time that we're spending together and, and make it meaningful and make it substantive. And, and, and that's a big, a big part of it, you know, just trying to find those, those avenues to go down because it's, it's not necessarily always about balance. Sometimes it's about harmony. How do we, how do we make all of this flow together? How do we make this fluid so that that way, you know, everybody is getting their needs met, you know? So, I mean, I, I know that that's important. But one thing that I wanted to, to talk about, and I think that it's important, is that, you know, where we, where we are coming up with creative ways and, and we're making those adjustments, there are some that are having a little bit more difficulty, whether it be helping their children educationally or whether it just be helping to deal with a child who may have been, you know, a little rambunctious, or a little more difficult in dealing with that. I'm sure you've had uh, opportunities to speak with some families with regards to that. And and what has been your observation there? So for me, I think what you're wanting to talk about, of course, is like some children might be harder to deal with at home, or maybe they just don't transition to being um, virtually schooled or just the whole COVID situation. And then we have parents that, you know what, they're not teachers. Don't ask me about no math. My daughter already knows. That was the first thing she said to me when school started. She said, listen, I'm going to do good with all this stuff. I'm good with it. But for math, you might need to give me some help. You might need to hire a tutor because you can't help me because she knows that is not my gift or my skill set. And it's okay. What I tell parents is it is okay because that is not your gifting. That is not your profession. So we've talked about that. 
Um, we also need to kind of be aware too that some children, you know, as you know, Kim, because you and I have worked with children with different needs and special needs and stuff, um, or mental health or behavioral health, some children need additional supports. So what I always tell parents, one is, you know what, the resources are out there, you got to find your tribe, and you got to ask for help. And if you are saying, you know what, and I, I know it's so very hard because even the, the schools and the administration and teachers, everybody was thrown for a loop because let's remember they're human too, right? right. There are individuals that have their own families, the same thing, but they also mm-hmm. care for people. So, you know, go and ask the school, you know, is there any support I can get for my child, especially if your child has um, undocumented challenge such as uh, mental health diagnosis or ADHD or physical or disability, find out, you know, what supports are you offering? That's helpful. It's better than holding it in and trying to be an expert already in school and then maybe some additional things. And then for children, let's remember too, some children are perfectly so-called typical children, but guess what? This whole new COVID thing is not for them. Right. They're not about this life. I have teenagers. One of them is like, this is the worst ever. Right. I'm tired of virtual school. I want to be with my friends. Why can't right. I be with them? And see, parents are dealing with that too because their children are pulling them. School is pulling them. Their job is pulling them. And so what I say is, again, find supports, find innovative things for your children to do. You know, maybe you don't want your children to be uh, out with other friends. Maybe you're okay with them meeting outside. I think uh, earlier in last year or late last year, we went to the pumpkin patch because it was outside. They could be with their friend. We could be, I could watch them and you got to just figure it out. And most of all, the part about if you need help, get it. Our mental health and our well-being, some of us, it has been impacted because some people have been in the house for quite some time. Yeah. Then they had to go through, you know, winter cold months. And you might be a person that thrives. I'm a, yeah. I, I'm an extrovert. So I like being out in the box. Oh, yeah. So I want to be doing things and I haven't been able to do things, but I had to be creative, like That's Kim right. said. <laughs> and when I decided to be creative, very first thing after uh, we got into this COVID stuff in March of last year, my birthday was coming up. I was like, listen, I need to have a party. I hired a DJ and we had a party. I had a karaoke party, had a girls night party, had all kinds of things. Right. We, you know, we, we threw the family reunion. So I, the other thing is be creative. We are creative beings. Yes. Think outside the box. It might not be you, it might be your children. Mm-hmm. I saw one of my children one day, um, she said, mommy, come and, come and look what I did. And she set up her little, took a table took her paints outside, was standing in the backyard, like, huh, today I need to be out, you know? So it may not be us. We might learn something from our children on how to be creative, but we have to find that tribe, those outlets, those supports, ask for help and be creative because it's out there. Yes. You see, and I love that you say that because, you know, as parents, you know, we think that we're just, we're the only people who can provide that solution for our families and for our children. And yes, we, we, we tend to be a little apprehensive about going out and asking others. I'm just curious, have you seen more like parent type support groups formulating as a result of some of the things that are going on because people are needing those, those resources? Are you seeing any of those things? Well, I'm here talking with you today about parenting in the now. And I could say, 
from being a parent a specialist and a mental health specialist that this has been a great time for my business. Yeah. <laughs> a great time for my resources. I, I have so, I, I said, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm booked up to the summer. But yeah. yes, I am seeing that yeah. because school systems are doing more things. I've worked with several school systems where I'm located. Um, they are providing more parent support meetings, more parents Zoom events, more workshops, more parent cafes. I just got, mm. I probably got four things in email today myself, but I also know the clients I work with and the families I work with are offering, are getting more. And quite honestly, even federal fundings are being given more for parenting right now. Mm. It's just like how it is being be given for health and business because our world, our nation is aware that parents are also feeling the effect of this That's because true. those kids that they pay for school, our federal government has school generally open. They know those schools are closed. So who's taking care of those children? And so, you know, when some people are getting upset about schools reopening, it's a reason because we also have to realize too that some other things have happened in this parenting in the now. Right. And those, every parent is not able to, um, adequately be equipped to parent and there were already children that were hungry or being abused or whatever and those rates have gone up as well just like domestic violence because imagine being stuck in the home so you know there are so many things where support has been needed so support is there it's about those people being able to access it and seeing if, if it's in their area but now the best thing is it's virtual so you could go and Google parent support groups and you're going to pull up things online right now, you know? Right, right, right. I think that that's wonderful because we need to know that there are resources out there. We need to know that, that you know, we, we're not in this by ourselves and that there, that there are people that are going through a similar struggle. And, and that's always the thing. We, we never have clarity or, or, or get to a space of healing until we realize that, okay, oh, you know, I, this is, I'm not the only person that this is happening to. And, and, and what COVID has shown us is that oh, this has happened to the whole world at the, at the same time. <laughs> we all went through it at the same exact time. It wasn't like, oh, well, this happened to that person. Yes, there are different variables as, it, as there is with anything, but we all went through this. So there's a level of empathy. And so, so uh, you know, I think that it's, it's wonderful that, that, you know, people have stepped up and that we've created these wonderful platforms like this show and like your businesses and things like that, where we can, you know, bring situations or, or circumstances like this to light so that people can see that, yeah, the, these things are happening and people are out there seeking to help in any way that they can. So I, I love that that we're, we're getting into that space and that we're staying in this because it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon, soon. You know, we're seeing vaccinations, we're seeing things come up, but you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a process. It's definitely not going to be a sprint. It's going to be a little bit of a marathon. And, <laughs> and, you know, I think we have to just start getting in that, in, in that mindset of saying, okay, what are some things that, that we can do long-term as opposed to, you know, just a little, quick things, you know, it used to be great to just, you know, get in that line, drop a kid off to school and peel out, you know, <laughs> we already know, all right, <laughs> leaving donuts in, in the parking lot, we already know, right, and so just like you said, now, you know, the, the challenge is, okay, how do, how do we harmonize this, how do we blend this to make sure that, that, you know, everybody's needs are getting met, and so, 
you know, like you said, it's got to be about about what we can do to to help each other because nobody has the answer. We all know that there was no parenting handbook anywhere mm -hmm. ever <laughs> that says this is the hard and fast rule for how to raise your child. And now it's like, yeah, now throw in how you're going to get your hours in at work and now throw in how you're going to keep your relationship going. But, um, you know, one thing when we talk about relationships that I think is also important is, as parents is that for those parents who have children, now your children are also getting an opportunity to see how you as a couple relate to one another. And so I love that you say that you and your husband have date nights and things like that. So your children have an opportunity to see loving, healthy relationships. So talk a little bit about the importance of that. Well, I think that's very important in, you know, a relationship with a couple daily anyway. And I think that when you're talking about all of this, like we're able to see each other's lives more now, our children, our families, especially those that live in the household together. And so with that, I think that's important too, because especially um, children are learning developmentally what to expect and what they're going to do. So one of the things I always tell people when I'm teaching or training, like your children are watching, your children are always watching. Sometimes to be honest, I can look at my, one of my daughters and I told her one day, I said, you know, even your qualities that are kind of, you know, smart and snappy at times, I know you got them for me and parents uh -huh. need to be honest, right? Uh -huh. So you know that they're watching you because you, if you watch your children, you can see the mannerisms of yourself many times. Uh -huh. So for them to be able to see something healthy and natural, that is important you know, mm -hmm. because they are building relationships. And let's not forget that before this pandemic, our children of this generation or their generation already were losing or have lost many social skills and communication skills that we had because we had to interact interpersonally, unlike them very much more because mm -hmm. of technology and the times that they're growing up in. So this is very different for our children to be in a setting all the time where it's not constant, you know, you know, technology because they're doing it That's now right. virtually or whatever. That's but this right. is a good time to teach, you know, communication skills. I know yeah. tomorrow night in our household is going to be my husband and I were talking about um, we haven't had a family meeting in, in a few weeks. Well, no, we need to have a family meeting. They don't like it. You know, we don't care because <laughs> in real life. <laughs> They're going to have to have that. I tell them all the time, you're going to work for somebody or you have a business or whatever. Right. It's going to be people telling you what to do, or you're going to have to meet every business I have. I have an advisory board or people giving me suggestions or input. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't, you got customers telling you right. what they like or didn't like That's right. or what could be done differently. Right. So I think it's important when we talk about relationships with like a two couple household that we're not just talking about romantic like oh I love that I love that you guys show them love no you're teaching them about partnership right you're teaching them about how truthfully you ain't always going to get along because they ain't always going to get along with people right. you're teaching them about budgeting oh that's a trip because one of our kids honey I have to tell her all the time the other day again I told her last week why are you washing one shirt in the big old wash machine <laughs> One shirt. And, and see, this is things people are not thinking right. about too. Right. People are, children and families are, are at home more now. Right. So where you used to be at home, you know, 25% of the time, you're right. at home 100% of the time. Right. And so light bills and electricity and gas and all of those things are higher. So children, when they see a couple, they, you, a good thing is to let them know about money. 
Right. And how you interact about money. Because I, I think in the beginning of the school year, I told them and I told my husband, I said, oh, they need to turn those lights off. She had a natural life. Mm-hmm. One of my daughters had three, several windows in her room. And she's like, why I got no, ma'am. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's turn the lights out. But then look, right. they watching right me. <laughs> now they're now they watching me in my office. Like, what, right. excuse me, why that light on? Right. <laughs> why right. that light on, mom? Right. So right. they're watching us. So I think the important thing is, model what you want shown but be honest with yourself because none of us are always perfect no and be able sometimes parents i know we grew up old school but sometimes be able to tell them you know i understand your view or i'm sorry as well Mm -hmm. because you're teaching them as i say all the time we're raising little adults yes and if we're going to be able to raise them or they're going to they're going to make their own choices but you want to model something that, that, that is real to them. It's not going to be perfect all the time. And if somebody's telling you it's always perfect, yeah, that's not right because none of us are perfect. None of us. But it's important to be able to model real relationships and give them some life skills. Like give them an allowance maybe if you do uh-huh. allowance or give them a budget. Just don't let them go out and say, oh, I want this from McDonald's. I tell the girls before we pull up, this is your budget. They have their own money and cars. If you don't like right. what I'm getting you, spend your allowance Thank or you. whatever. Yep. I love it. I love it. But you see, that, that's the thing. I think a, a lot of it, you know, it goes beyond the chalkboard, you know, because I know that even though we're helping them virtually and we're supporting the teachers and, and, and we're, we're helping our children to make the adjustment, you know, the one thing that, that's, that's a plus about some of this virtual learning and things that the kids are, are experiencing is because even when they get to the college level, or they get to, uh, you know, going beyond. We have a lot of parents who are still in school themselves that are, are getting advanced degrees. And so now they're getting, their children are getting to experience what they experience as students on a collegiate level. They're having to go online. They're having to submit their assignments. And now I think, you know, it's been wonderful, wonderful for the children to see not only their parents who are, who are uh, you know, extending their education to experience that. But then also your children get to see how hard you are working, what you actually do, you know, a snapshot of what happens in your day and how it's not like you just sitting at work and at office, you know, sitting there like eating and, and, and standing at the coffee cooler, talking to your friends and everything else like that. They actually see that work is a noun and a verb. And I say that all the time. I say it's where I'm going and what I'm doing. It's a noun and a verb. It's called work. So, so that's the thing. They get to actually see that, that you do put in all those hours. And that, and that the phone is constantly ringing and that is there's mm-hmm. constantly something that you're having to do. And there's constantly something that you're having to organize. And so, you know, I think it's a wonderful benefit to be able to see that. And just like you said, there are, there are families that, that have both parents present, but then there are also those, fa- those, uh, you know, family units that, that are, are look different. They're just, they're single family homes. And now they have parents who are struggling and, and, they, and, Everyone's having to come in. And, and I think the biggest thing about parenting in and now is trying to cope and trying to navigate through all of that while, while allowing people to be individuals. And I'm sure that is difficult for, for the children too, because as they're, 
you know, trying to, to develop and express themselves, we get to see how difficult, just like you said, we're old school. So there are certain things we're like, eh, I don't care about that. When we see how they have, you know, with the pressure they're under to be accepted and to, to, to be, you know, if anything, I think that it teaches us empathy. Mm-hmm. It teaches our children to be empathetic of the things that we do and, and, and how hard we're working to, to create the environment that we create for them. And also being empathetic of them and, and the challenges that they have socially, you know, and just like you said, these, these are, these are, are, are critical times for them. I think about my three-year-old grandbaby and the fact that, you know, she, she's, she's in a virtual school, but because of the attention span, she's only on the, on there for 30 minutes, but it's an opportunity for her to get to connect with other children or see other children her age. But it's also important that my daughter, you know, talks to her and, and socializes with her because she, you know, a year ago, she couldn't take her outside. So she, she's missing out on those things. So we have to make sure that we're able to, to supplement. So it's a, it's a big responsibility as parents. And just like you said, I, I think this is where it takes a community or it takes a village to raise, raise a family. I think that's where this comes in at. Right. Um, yeah. I, I love how you said, like, um, one of the things to, to even think about all of this is like a year ago, almost, you know, there were still people that didn't have food and that were struggling and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this has taken everything to a different height or level. And mm-hmm. so I think we're starting, more people are starting to be more understanding and have empathy for a lot of things because more people are experiencing it. Yeah. And so there are a lot of parents that are single family parents, married parents, all sorts of ways that are experiencing, you know, financial crisis or um, health crises and stuff like that, um, that we, we, we really do have to realize, you know, sounds like just for us to be grateful for what we do have, like that 30 minutes that your granddaughter has, that's great. And then also what you said was your daughter still may have to do floor play with her or, you know, time one-on-one with her. That's the same with our children. Just because your kids are in um, virtual school all day doesn't mean that they don't need an outlet, that they don't need a break. I know, you know, one of my children likes to ride the bike. And I know the other one, the other day, she said like, can we do just dance? And we danced and party so much. It was, you know, because you know what, she needed an outlet. Right. You know, and that's the important thing, realizing that it is a different time and now in parenting, but we have to make those adjustments and then be grateful and realize too, that some things were already occurring that were difficult. Many of us, our lives got slowed down and we're able to see them now and we weren't able to see them before. Just like you mentioned, our children be able to see us working and us being able to see them in school. So Parenting in the now also allowed us to take a parenting pause and see what was going on in our lives, our children's lives and in our communities so that we can, you know, readjust and figure out how we need to parent now, because what we were doing last year might not be appropriate or may not be able to support what our children need now. So that pause, that break and connecting to those tribes and those resources are very important. Yes, yes. I think that you, you know, couldn't have said it any better. It is. It's about it's about tapping in. It's about looking at taking a, a you know that parent pause. And I love that. I love that terminology, parent pause, because when we when we stop, we we get to 
you know, we, we don't miss those verbal cues and those things that we would have otherwise missed, you know? And so I think that, you know, even though it's unfortunate that we, we have seen a rise in, in some, you know, domestic issues and some abuse issues and things like that, and we're still working to, to you know, eliminate some of those things or, or to see those go back on the decline again, it's, it's also important that we are, you know, not putting out, you know, we're, we're not missing those, those cues or we're able to catch things maybe a little earlier, those cries for, her, for help, those signs of depression, those things, you know, those situations where, you know, our kids may have been reaching out, but because we were so busy, we missed it. So I think that this is a wonderful opportunity for us as parents also to make sure that we're, we're checking in with our kids because they're right there in our faces you know, and it's not that, oh, well, I didn't see this happening or, oh, I didn't notice a change in my child. You're with your child every day or, you know, or, or with your loved one every day. And now you're, you're able to see those things. And I think that it's important that when we take that parenting pause that we're doing that as well. So we're, we're taking time to check in with them, making sure that they're mentally and, and physically okay. All right. I, I agree. I love that. I love that. Okay. So as we start getting closer to the end of the show, you know, I always ask my guests, you know, what are some things that they're doing in the now to, to, uh, you know, navigate, like you said, it's been almost, it's been almost a year and, and, you know, we've had to, you know, go through, we've gone through several stages. We've gone through a stage of, of fear and, and uncertainty and not knowing what's going on. And there's still a little, there's still a little remnants of that, but we've also learned a lot of things along the way as well. And so what are, what are some anecdotes? What are some things that you're doing personally to live in the now? Personally, I did a lot of uh, research on self-care. And so I got so tired of hearing about self-care, even though I taught it, that I wanted to learn more. So I did a lot of research on self-care and I learned about the different layers of self-care, like taking care of my practical uh, self-care, like making sure that I have time to focus and organize things like in my household mm-hmm. or making sure bills are paid. All of these things um, as a parent reflect back to, you know, how you're able to take care of your home, but just making sure things are done um, on time or organized. That's mm-hmm. one. But also with self-care, when you hear that people say, oh, you're talking about baths and going to the spa. Now, nah, cause I be- have not been to the spa since this all broke out. So I've learned to sleep when I can. And so my mm-hmm. eyes pop open. Meaning when I want to get up, that's when I'm going to get up, right. um, you know, on a Saturday or whatever. So making sure I'm getting enough rest, rather getting yeah. some rest, yeah. because if we're just looking at these computer screens all day. Yeah. Your eyes need rest. Your neck. <laughs> I mean, Honey, it needs rest. My neck, right? my back. Okay. Yeah. My neck, my back. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, getting that rest. And then I um, have invested some time in taking some breathing classes, some exhale sessions. Yeah. When I was telling you guys, take a parenting pause. I've been practicing what I preach. Yeah. So many of us, we are nurturers, we are givers, we are volunteers, we are helpers. But are you making sure you take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing in the now, taking care of me so I can mm-hmm. help take care of others better. Yes, I love that. And I always talk about, hey, make sure that my cup is not just filled, that it's to the overflow. So that you're getting the overflow and my cup is not running out in the entry. So I'm like, yeah, fill me the overflow. So that, that way you're getting some of the overflow and I get to keep some of that for myself. 
So yes, it's all about the self care, just like you said. And 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 I think in in you know the the better we better care we take of ourselves, the better care we can take of others. We we hear it all the time. Self care has been the buzzword. You know, making sure you put the mask on yourself before you put them on others. I mean, now these things are the reality of those statements is here. It's now. We're we're seeing that. We're seeing the 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 results of that. You know, when we do those things, then then we get the results that we're looking for. We get the, the the desired results that we're looking for. So we get to take care of those who who are in our care. But I love again, you know, just to highlight on some of the, the things that you said that were important is just making sure that you're tapping into those resources, making sure that you're being creative, making sure that you're tapping into your tribe and 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 you know asking for the help that you need. So that, that way, you know, we're we're in a space of of opening ourselves up. To, to growing and expanding beyond, beyond, you know, the small little box that sometimes we put ourselves in. And I think that that's important to do. Okay. So tell people where they can find you, where they can, uh, you know, if they want to get more information, because there are a lot of things that, that you do, like you said, as a, as a multiple business owner, you do a, a lot with mom biz boss and and uh you know with your other um organization so tell us a little bit about what what you do with those organizations and then how they can reach you well um i do a multiple multiple things but my main thing is i'm a mom and i consider myself a multiple operational manager that's what mom stands for because we do so much wearing so many hats but we only have one neck and one head and we can only wear one hat at a time and so i have mom biz boss and we are an organization that focuses on parenting and social awareness and business we network we have training we connect you could be a mom you don't have to be a business owner because we believe one thing that i thought about as well during this interview was we believe that parenting is work not taking Mm -hmm. the nurturing part away but many people learned this year how much work it really was because they had most up more put on them than others. So we believe that parenting is work and we're there to support each other through the work of being a parent and doing things in our community, et cetera. Um, and so that's mom, M-O-M, biz, B-I-Z, boss, B-O-S-S dot org. And then I have a business called T-W-J-M-E Enterprises. I know, I know my husband calls it alphabet soup, all of those <laughs> letters. <laughs> but it stands for Teresa Wright Johnson Multiple Enterprises because I am a multiple business owning woman, right? Uh-huh. And so with that business, I go out and I do um, training and speaking for my business as well as several other national organizations in regards to mental health and parenting. So um, if you are in need of someone to come and train on parenting or mental health, that would be me. I also talk about special needs. I am a certified special needs educator as well yeah. um, for parents. So a certified special needs advocate educator. So mm-hmm. if you need those things, you know, that um, website is twjme.com. And mm-hmm. that's me. I'm Teresa Wright Johnson, the mom biz boss and a mom, a multiple operational manager that makes sure and knows that parenting is work and I'm there to help support you. Awesome, awesome, awesome song. Hey, it doesn't get any better than that. There, there's, are there any other parting words that you want to give our listeners before we head out? Uh, any other little words of wisdom, any other little knickknacks? Uh, and, and again, like I said, it's just been wonderful <laughs> having you on here. I, you know, I can sit talk with y'all all day. 
But any parting words that you want to give them, words of encouragement? Only parting words I want to give is remember at one time or once you were a child Mm -hmm. and being a parent is to be able to reflect back. You are not your child. They are not you, but you at one time were a child. And sometimes it pays to be childlike, to Mm -hmm. play, to relax, to have fun. That's part of being a parent in the now. All right. All right. You heard it. And I like to thank Teresa White Johnson for being a guest on the How Now How How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. It has truly been a pleasure. I love you. I wish you the best of luck in all that you are continuing to do for our families, for our parents, for our children. And, uh, you know, I look forward to connecting to you soon. When all this is over, we'll get outside and do a little playing ourselves. All right. All right. (laughs) All right, darling. Again, that will do it for this episode of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until I see you all next time, I say peace. You said it.